I want to welcome everyone to the Bling Tea Talk Show. I am your host. My name is Chandra. I am the producer of the Unfiltered with Car Jones Unlimited LLC podcast. And this new Bling Tea Talk Show is a new production that I just started in 2021. Today, I am so very excited to have with me my distinguished guest. Many of you know him as I'm streaming live on Facebook on my Car Jones page, the profile page. You know him as the overseer. He is none other than Dr. Tony D. Peoples, the author. How are you? I am fine. I'm fine. Thank you so much for having me. I've been anticipating this because I know that uh, you are going to bring so much energy. And, and so I'm going to try to match your energy today. I know that's right. You better step up. You better step up because, you know, you know, I respect you as a man of God first, always, right? Yeah. You know, I don't be crossing over. I don't be <laughs> line of demarcation. I understand that because my daddy was a preacher, right? But I know you have a fun personality. <laughs> that much I've learned about you. Yes, indeed. Yes, okay. Indeed. So, I, you know, we're talking today, Overseer, about this book that you wrote. Oh, my God, the book. The book. And so this book, I have been promoting and advertising on my various social media platforms. And it talks about finding a life partner. A life partner. And, you know, we're in the month of May, which is Mental Health Awareness Month. And I am now a licensed clinical mental health counselor. And one of the biggest dilemmas that I am presented with is the topic of relationships, okay? Single people having issues in their relationships, married couples having issues in their relationships, divorce issues, infidelity issues, and then, you know, just how to find a mate. People don't know what criterion they should set. So I'm in school today for myself as an individual and as a clinical professional. And I want all of my colleagues in the mental health and counseling industry as you see this, as you hear this, to take notes. I want you to purchase Dr. People's book, the handbook on dating relationships, but we're gonna cross over into the other realm of being coupled or married. So as we get started, sir, do you remember how you met me? Uh, yeah, I, I, you came in the barbershop one day and uh, I think we were already friends. We were already friends on Facebook. And you came in the barbershop and um, I said, well, I'm going to surprise her. I said, when I get out the chair, I said, I'm going to send her a message and let her know that I was sitting in the barber chair when she came in. 
And so, uh, you know, I've been watching you, you know, and following you, of course, before then, because, you know, you bring so much energy and, um, you know, it's pretty obvious that you were a people person and you were very likable. And so, uh, of course, when you walked in the room, you just kind of lit the room up. <laughs> I don't know about all that, you know, but as you said, I, I'm a jubilant person. I'm usually a very happy, go lucky person. So you're always pretty much going to get a smile from me unless you're going to piss me off. And then these big eyes, my mom will say, we'll talk to you, you know. But I remember that day so well. It was at the New Beginnings Barbershop number two, owned by Mr. Al Oliver. If, if I may, sir, I'd like to give a shout out to Al Oliver in Montgomery, Alabama, Millbrook, Alabama, where I met him. Um, he was so gracious to me as an entrepreneur and business owner, founder of Car Jones Unlimited LLC that I established in 2016 in Montgomery, Alabama. Mr. Oliver would allow me to come into his barbershop and post my event flyers to um, even, you know, leave tickets there, you know, and it was most wonderful. He allowed me to tag him on Facebook and, you know, those shows were lit. <laughs> those shows were lit. Haven't done any shows since I left Alabama, but when this pandemic is over, I look forward to presenting some more performing arts stage productions. But yes, Overseer, you were sitting there in the chair that day. You had your little drape on you, you know, like they use when we in the chair, male or female. And your head was kind of down, you know, and so I was talking to him and you never said a word, just incognito. Mm -hmm. Do you still get your hair cut and your beard quaffed by him? Yeah, I do. I, in fact, uh, uh, Brother Al is actually the head of my security at my church. And so, you know, when I get my hair cut with him, it's not just me getting the hair cut, it's me keeping him in line, you know. Okay, so. great, great. <laughs> so so it's a, a, is it a counseling session? <laughs> uh, that ends some. Yeah, it, it goes well beyond that. Okay, I got you, I got you. Well, I'm most appreciative of everyone that has helped, you know, me and my company. But this isn't about me today. This is about you. And I know that you are married to Elder Demetra Peoples. I have not yet met your beautiful wife, but I see her likeness all over social media beside you and the various um, ministries that you have in the Central Alabama region. Um, I remember one of the things that made me remember you when I first learned of you is the name of your church was Love Center. And I attended for 26 years, Love Center Ministries in Oakland, California, founded and pastored by the late Bishop Walter Hawkins. So when I saw your church name, I was like, oh, there's a Love Center in Alabama, you know? But you're part of the full gospel um, denomination, right? My church is uh, a full gospel Baptist church. In fact, I pastor two churches, uh, Love Center Full Gospel Baptist Church uh, in Montgomery and the Good Hope Missionary Baptist Church in Wetumpka. And yes. so uh, I've been there since October. And yes. so I, every Sunday I'm doing it twice and I'm enjoying yeah. it. Yeah. Can I ask you a question? You have two churches that you pastor. You have a nine o'clock service and then you have an 11 o'clock immediately following. Right. Do you preach the same sermon? 
Sometimes, um, like tomorrow, I probably will because it's Mother's Day. Right. Uh, but oftentimes, uh, I would say most of the time, it's a different message. And what helps me is, of course, pre-recorded services. So that helps me preach two different messages on site. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. you know, thank God yeah. for the time. <laughs> tell me it's not the truth. You pre-recorded, oh. tell like, like Pastor Keon and Pastor Jamal Bryan and all the people. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, it just works so much better. Um, you know, it gives you so much flexibility. Yep. And so you can offer a product of a greater product of excellence when you have time. You have a whole week to produce and do production work and take out the glitches and, uh, you know, and so I, I like it. Excellent. Well, you know, I'm glad that um, ministries all across the globe have um, caught up with the technology that is available. And it's unfortunate that it took a pandemic like COVID-19 to help all of us to understand that even though we can't go to the sanctuary, the physical building called the church, you and I both know anyway, the church is within us, right? But the streaming makes it possible for us to still participate in fellowship and worship. And so, you know, I've been doing that um, probably from the time it first became available years ago because I used to travel so much with my work. And sometimes I'd be flying and folks would be having church, you know, so I would catch different services if I couldn't make it to my home church. Well, I want to congratulate you and your wife and mm -hmm. your Wetumpka congregation because tomorrow you have an installation service, right? Well, actually, it's the following Sunday. It's oh, okay. on the 23rd, on the 23rd of this month. Okay. Well, congratulations to you. Um, the Lord has entrusted to you two congregations. That's a lot of blood on your hands, <laughs> your shoulders. Don't so we mind. will be in that much more prayer for you. <laughs> I appreciate it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, you know, as I read your extensive bio, your bio is most um, extensive and decorated, I might add. Um, we know that you are from Tuskegee, Alabama, and that you attended Alabama State University. You're a Hornet, like my mother and my sister, um, with a Bachelor of Arts degree in radio, television, communication. Talk to me. Talk to me. Yeah. How? What? What were you planning to do with that? Well, I grew up, uh, I, I don't know if you're familiar with Costi. Yes, <laughs> Costi well, I grew up listening to him, uh, you know, and a lot of other uh, radio announcers, and I just really enjoyed radio. I would okay. imitate, imitate those guys. And um, when I got in college, well, actually, when I was in the seventh grade, uh, I actually DJed a class party in the seventh grade uh, with an eight-track boombox. I know that's right. <laughs> and so uh, I, I've always loved music. I've always enjoyed playing music and entertaining people with music. Okay. And so 
when I got to college, I started DJing for fraternities and sororities. Oh, really? Yeah. So DJ turned preacher. Yeah. That's awesome. So you were getting paid. It was like a little gig for you then, right? Right. Yeah. And so you, you said you started gigging for the fraternities and sororities. But, you know, in case y'all don't know, I just found out. I didn't know that the, the preacher is a new. He is a member of the Distinguished Kappa Alpha Psi Fraternity Incorporated. Yo, yo, baby. Yo, yo. I know what's <laughs> up with the cane. <laughs> but did you used to you know tap your cane and twirl it and step? Oh, well, I don't know if you should call it that, but I, <laughs> uh, I did something. I did something. <laughs> you know, sometimes they would let me step. My line brother would let me step. And then sometimes they would tell me, you know, you sit this cloud. <laughs> no. So if that tells you anything. Uh, you, wait, I know you got rhythm. You're a preacher. Oh, no. I must have been hiding that day the Lord was passing out rhythm. I, I was hiding. I had to be. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Well, before we get too far along, I want y'all to know how to follow um, Dr. Peoples. He has a Facebook personal profile page. It is Tony Peoples, P-E-O-P-L-E-S. He also is on Instagram under... Apperson, Preaching, P-R-E-A-C-H-I-N-G, Noop, N-U-P-E. Please follow him so you know what he's doing. He has a lot going on. He has a lot to offer. He touches a lot of lives, and we want to continue to support him. Now, getting to the business of this day, um, got so many hats. I mean, you come as a clergy, you come as an author, you're a husband, a father. But I want to talk about this book. What inspired you, Dr. Peoples, to write the handbook on dating relationships? Well, oftentimes, uh, purpose is, is somewhere centrally located around pain. And so I've experienced my share of pain, um, particularly in the area of relationship. And of course, I'm not coming on to play the victim role. Uh, I've, I've dished out. <laughs> a great number, a great amount of pain, but I've also received it. And, um, you know, I know what it's like uh, to date. I know what it's like to be a player. I know what it's like to be played. Um, I know what it's like um, to be in love and, and get your feelings hurt, get disappointed. Um, I know what it's like to go through a divorce. I've been divorced uh, with a child involved. And so it's just so many dimensions to relationship that I've experienced. Uh, I know what it's like to be married with a blended family. Uh, and that's an area that a lot of people are struggling in. Um, and so, and, and, and then again, I know what it's like to be married, uh, to have failed marriage, to have a successful marriage. Uh, I've seen pretty much every area when it comes to a relationships. And of course, uh, I've been teaching on relationships for almost 15 years now. Uh, every year in the, in the month of February, mm -hmm. I spend the whole month teaching on relationships. Um, and of course, this year was my first year doing it at my new church at Good Hope, and they loved it. 
um, here in Montgomery, I've been doing it for just so many years, and I have some people that uh, that 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 refer to me as their February pastor <laughs> because every February I don't see them until February. Gotcha. And they leave their churches. In fact, I've got some of them who actually tell their pastor, "Look, you know, I'm not going to be here in February. I'm going to be at Love Center on February in February." <laughs> Very good. <laughs> and so. Um, I was inspired to write this book several years ago, um, and just just I was just so busy I never got a chance to write. And the Lord just woke me up in my sleep uh, one morning um, and just said, "Now's the time. You need to write this book." And so, um, even after having that encounter with God, it, it took a while before I actually sat down. And so finally, I just said, you know, I'm just going to not do anything. I'm not going to do anything. You know, oftentimes I do a lot of traveling. I preach in a lot of different venues. And the Lord made it where no one was calling. No one was calling. <laughs> so I had nothing but time. I had no excuse. I had no excuse. And so I said, okay, I hear you, Lord. I'm going to write. I'm going to write. I'm going to write. And so the material, of course, I already had because I've been teaching it for years. So really, it was a matter of putting it in book form, putting it in book form um, and shaping it, um, you know, outlining it to deal with certain particular topics. Uh, and that was probably the hardest part because there's just so much. There's so much that needs to be said that I couldn't say it all in one book. Um, and so it was a matter of narrowing it down. And I said, okay, what is it that I, I that the people need to hear instantly? Mm -hmm. And so I uh, chose a few topics to deal with, you know, on the men that women should never marry, uh, the women that men should never marry, um, recovering from a broken relationship, recovering from a ruptured relationship, dealing with divorce. Uh, as a pastor, I see that. I see that. S you know, on so many occasions, I see that. I hear the same thing. And so because I've been through uh, most of it, uh, I can share not just in word as, the, as it relates to the word of God, but I can actually speak to them from a place of experience. Yes. And so that's how, that's how that, that book came about. Excellent. Well, we're going to jump right into that book. Do you mind? I mean, I don't want to give them everything that's in the book because we want them to buy the book. Right. And that's the whole point, you guys. When I um, bring on these distinguished authors and they have a product, the book is a product and it is for sale. This particular book, the Handbook on Dating Relationships, a guide to finding a life partner can be purchased online at Barnes and Noble, as well as amazon.com. So be sure to go in there and just type in the title and I will add it to this um, post and on YouTube and Instagram and so forth as I have been so that you will have the title specifically. But Dr. Peoples, I'm curious because you know, I'm a single person. I've never married. I'm age 55 point almost six. And I'm contemplating some things. So I just want to make sure, as I'm sure a lot of other people do too, 
You said there are 10 types of men that women should never marry. What are the top three? Do you mind sharing? Well, number one and foremost has to be uh, the unbeliever. Mm. Uh, that, that is an area that you shouldn't compromise in. Um, the Bible tells us that we ought not to be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. And so oftentimes I see the conflict, I experience it. I, I see it firsthand, even in my congregations. Uh, and oftentimes it's women. It's women who are married to a man uh, that's not saved. Mm -hmm. And so um, it brings about all kinds of conflict because uh, what's important to you is not going to be important to him. Um, and, and the Bible says the natural man cannot discern the things of the spirit. It's foolishness to him. And so if you're married to an unbeliever, and of course this works both ways, whether it's a man or whether it's a woman, uh, your, your whole church going idea is going to be foolish. The idea of you giving 10% of your earnings, that's going to be foolish. Uh, they're going to they gonna wonder, why are you going to church every Sunday? Why do you have to go to Bible study every week? And you in church again on Sunday afternoon? I thought you went to church this morning. And so uh, you, you're going to have constant conflict. You know, you, you can tell when you're in a relationship. And that doesn't necessarily mean that the person... Oh, I just had a light bulb go out, so I hope you can still see me. <laughs> I see you, but I don't need you to be blacking out now. <laughs> well, I got one more bulb left, so. Oh, Lord Jesus, in the name of Jesus. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, we need to say, you need the Lord to be the light. Yes. Uh, but um, you, you're constantly going to have some problems. I mean, um, again, what's important to you is not going to be important to him. Uh, you may have revival going on at your church where he wants to go to a friend's cookout. Uh, you know, he might want to go go on vacation. He may get up on Sunday morning and say, "Look, let's let's go to Waffle House. Let's let's go to Waffle House. Let's get some breakfast." Your mind is on the kingdom, and so it's it's going to be constant, constant conflict. And and so. Um, you know, and interestingly, people will marry people who they know are not saved. And the biggest problem with women is, here's the one right here. I'm going to throw this one in right here without a love offering. Women, you cannot save a man. You cannot save a man. See, women are nourished. They, they, they're nourishers. They, 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 they are people who, who, who are anointed to give. And, and a lot of women, they make the mistake of thinking that, you know, uh, I can get him in the church. I can get him in the church. You know, I can get him saved. And, and, and just because he goes to church with you a few times doesn't mean he's saved. Because too often I see women who connect with men and what gives them comfort is the fact that when they first meet the person, he goes to church with them a few times. Come but on, soon as on. he gets you, guess what? No more church. No more church. All uh -huh. of a sudden now he tells you what he really thinks about church. 
I think the preacher is a pimp. I think that they all about money. I, I, you know, I just don't, someone will even go and tell you they really don't believe in God. Right. But this is after, this is after the fact. And so at that point, it's too late. It, it's too late. And so that's the number one, uh, that's number one on the list. Don't marry an unbeliever. That's an area that you cannot compromise. Number two, number two, number two is the Gnosticist. Ooh, wait. <laughs> I'm going to need you to pause in the spirit. Oh, my God. Ooh, you just I said something. <laughs> oh, my God. See, I, I used to be borderline Gnosticist. And, 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 and so I've, I've got quite a bit of information as it relates to that, that particular one. Because a narcissist is a person who really doesn't care about anybody but himself. You know, he's not interested. He's not interested in making you happy. He doesn't, it doesn't matter whether you have pledged, he, it doesn't matter whether he pledges you or not. It doesn't matter how you feel as long as he's happy. Because a narcissist is a user. He's a user. He's a manipulator. And so he places himself ahead of you, ahead of anybody and anything. And so that's the person you do not want to marry because you can never make a narcissist happy. No matter what you do, he will not be happy. That's number two. Number two. How many I'm supposed to give you? Three. <laughs> three. Okay. Uh, number three, of course, is the Playboy. Is, is the Playboy. Is the Playboy. God, uh, I'm having too much experience with, with this. Uh, wait, 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 wait. Slow your roll. Slow your roll. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> what you mean you having too much experience? <laughs> you well, flashing back? You well, flashing? you know, you, you know, all right, I'm not going to go back say anything about the frat but um you, you back in the day you know back in the day we were we were known for being the playboy i mean that was our symbol um and right. so a playboy prides itself on having as many women as he can so you know but one thing i've discovered uh, as i matured over the years is that um What's impressive is not so how many women you can have, is how many you can make happy. Can you make one happy? You know, you it's, it's impressive if you can make one of y'all <laughs> happy. One of us, just yes. one. Just one. And so um, that is the most impressive thing, being able to make one woman happy and being committed to just one woman. And so that really takes a shift. It takes a shift in the mentality uh, of men because oftentimes, even as little boys, we grow up uh, in that environment that advocates having a lot of women. I have a question. Okay, let me say this first while it's on my mind. Mm. Many of us grow up, like I did, around older guys. Here we go. 
who would ask you, ask the little boys, how many girlfriends girl you have? Do you hear what I'm saying? Yep. Do you have a girlfriend? Right. How many, how many? do you have? And so that's transcending. <laughs> I mean, mm -hmm. it, it transcends down even as a man. Pride. It becomes a pride thing. Now. Yes. You become boastful. Ego. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Go ahead with your question. You answered it. Did I really? Yeah. Okay. Right. You did. Yeah. Because what I was going to ask in you know, particular is the playboy. The definition of a playboy is one who wants or entertains many, right? Right. And so with that, the way my mind works is they had to learn that because little boys don't come here out of their mother's womb liking little girls. And so I wanted to get to the root of where does that thing start? How is that seed planted that grows and, as you said, transcends into manhood? Mm -hmm. And there it is. There it is. It starts, you said, overseer, as young as a little boy. And I've heard uncles, neighbors ask those questions. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's embarrassing, it's blushing, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And then as you they enter into adolescence, it becomes an ego thing. Right. And for some I've heard in my counseling sessions, my private counseling sessions, that it becomes a question of their manhood. Exactly. Exactly. Are you a real man, quote unquote, or not? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I just want to put that out there. Yeah, and not only that, uh, you, you said the key word manhood, because uh, oftentimes men will feel even threatened if a woman comes on to him and he does not entertain her. Please expound. It, it, it doesn't matter whether he's married. Uh, it doesn't matter whether he has a serious girlfriend or not. If there's somebody who wants to sleep with him, wants mm -hmm. to give it to him, mm -hmm. then manhood says you don't turn it down. Mm. You less than a man if a woman wants to sleep with you and you turn her down. And so you you said you put your finger right you know right right on it manhood that's really what it boils down to but we have a false uh, we have a false precept of really what manhood is manhood is loving one woman love manhood is being responsible manhood is being committed right. and being faithful manhood involves being a man of God and carrying out the vision of God and furthering the kingdom. That, yes. That's what real manhood is all about. And so um, oftentimes we, you know, we misconstrue uh, what 
real manhood is because oftentimes as young African-American men, uh, we, don't have in, we don't have anything to liken manhood to, not an accurate assessment. We don't, we don't have a pattern. Uh, to, to, we don't have a benchmark. We didn't grow up around uh, the Cosby's family. We, we didn't grow up around a man that's faithful um, to one woman, if there was even a man in the house. And so there are some things that even as African-American men, we have to overcome. Yes. You know, we, we really have to grow. And I say this to a lot of um, uh, Black women is that uh, if you've got a good man and you know he's a good man, but he has some issues, he may have one or two... <laughs> You may have one or two things on the list in the book, <laughs> but you got to assess the heart of that man. And if right. you're a good man, you need to allow him to grow. You need to allow him to grow and mature because too often people are throwing in the towel too early. People are getting divorced. They're majoring in the minors. Um, don't, 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 listen, if you got a man that's giving you 80%, don't leave him over the 20. Because if he's 100%, then he must be God. Mm -hmm. So um, you have to allow, you have to allow each other to grow. You know, what you're looking at in most cases, not the finished product. And so I have people come to me all the time and they tell me, you know, I've had enough, Pastor. I've had enough. I, I want a divorce. I'm gone. I just can't take it no more. And I'm saying to myself, I know both of you. I know both of you. And I know both of you have your issues. <laughs> and so I'm saying, you know, I, I'm like, okay, if you're willing to walk away based on what I know, what I know the problem to be, I know that you're not looking at the finished product. And if you walk away from this person, there's somebody else that's gonna be waiting, that's gonna get the finished product because the person is still on the assembly line. And if you throw in the towel now, somebody else is gonna get the finished product. And that's what happened, you know? And so, you know, I just, I just thank God my wife didn't throw me away from years ago. <laughs> Because, uh, you know, uh, man, I'm the bomb right now. I'm the bomb. <laughs> as long as you know that. As long as you know. <laughs> you know, that's really interesting. Because I think what I have learned and evidence-based research has proven is that two of the biggest reasons that relationships, whether they be premarital or marriage do not survive or, or or not successful is due to betrayal and infidelity, betrayal, deceit and infidelity, or finances. In your opinion, sir, based upon your counseling as a clergy, a man of the cloth, a, a pastor, what is the number one reason that most people come to you for counseling and saying they want to throw in the towel? What is the dilemma that they face? Well, the 
I would say that finances is the number one reason mm -hmm. for divorce. Yes. Whether it be uh, directly or indirectly. Mm -hmm. uh, in most cases, it's finances because um, when finances are lacking, uh, the climate, the climate is just so conducive for conflict. Uh, you know, people will argue about anything if mm -hmm. if the bills are not paid and and the cars are broken and there's no money to fix the cars and 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 then of course you know you've heard that saying saying that says no finance no romance and so nobody's trying to make love when ain't nothing in the refrigerator but bacon soda and so you know hey money <laughs> you know. When, when money is there, you know, the Bible says that money answers all things. So um, you can have a bad week, but if you got money, you can jump in a plane and fly to Maui for the weekend. Come on so, here. <laughs> so money, which means that we've got to have discipline. We got to have right. discipline in our finances. You, you, you know, one of, those, one of those women on that list that we talk about in the book, about uh, we shouldn't marry or connect with, um, you know, is that material girl, the material girl, the diva, the one, the one who, you know, who's got Tiffany's taste, but got target money. So she's not looking at the budget. She's not, you looking like I don't call you out or something the way you look. No, it ain't me. <laughs> but, uh, but um, you know, you, you, you don't need, you don't need to be connected with, so, with someone who's not budget conscious. Uh, there has to be a financial plan. There has to be things in place and goals set. Um, you just can't shoot from the hip when it comes to money um, it, because it's, it's so important. So I would say, uh, based on my experiences, I haven't had too many people who, you know, was making six figures and balling out to come to me and say they want a divorce. Money can solve a lot of problems. Indeed. Money is also, has been used in many instances, I should correct myself and say, for escapism. Money can help or money can hinder. Mm -hmm. It can because money magnifies uh, whatever you are. Uh, whatever your weaknesses, whatever your uh, sin is, whatever your habit is, money magnifies it. And so it is either going to help you or it's going to hinder you. Uh, so money, as the scripture says, can be the root. <laughs> yeah, it can be the root. Can. Mm -hmm. can. Not is. You know, Not people... Is. People misquote that scripture a lot and they say that money is the root of all evil. But thank you for, you know, citing it correctly. Money can be the mm -hmm. root of all evil. You know, um, can I turn the corner for a minute? Turn the corner. Because I like this topic. This is a big one for me. You know, I have a touring panel discussion with live entertainment that I started in Montgomery in 2017 called the Lemonade Chronicles Movement. And it talks about relationships and the whole is Holy Ghost inspired. We're embarking on city number seven this year. Not sure where that's gonna be in a pandemic, but 
A lot of people, including myself, I'll be transparent as I often am. A lot of people have found it hard to be resilient and bounce back after betrayal, after being cheated on, after being lied to so many times. You know, we're Christians and then we be in love, right? So we, we want to um, implement, employ godly principle and forgive. We wanna give second chances, right? When is it time to cut folk off? In the dating relationship. Well, you 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 have to understand what, as Paul said, you have to know the will of God for you. And, uh, you know, Jesus said, I came that you may have life and have it more abundantly. Bible says that iron sharpens iron. And so if you can't sharpen me, then you're making my life dull. Dull. And so you need somebody that will sharpen you, somebody that will better you, uh, somebody that will add value to your life um, and, and, not, and not hinder you. And, and so it's so important that you remove yourself from those toxic type relationships because if you're not careful you'll find yourself falling into another one of the categories in the book uh that men should marry and and i'm gonna talk about that since you hadn't brought Please. That <laughs> uh one of those women that men should marry uh is the woman who is a man hater this, this is a woman who uh she has a man don't don't get it twisted she she always She's always got a man, but she hates men. Because oh. why? She has become bitter. bitter. She's a bitter woman. And so she has become bitter because of her experiences she's had. She, she has not been able to disconnect and sever herself from the bad experiences that she's had in the past. And so she has baggaged all of that up and taken it into each relationship. And so now the thing about the man hater, again, she's got a man, but she'll discourage every sister around her about their man. And so that's why it's so important that uh, you, you distance yourself from the man hater. Because this is the person that'll tell you, I wouldn't put up with that. I wouldn't stay in that relationship. But she's not walking away from her relationship. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> double-minded. Yeah. Yeah. She, she's double-minded, as the Bible says. She's unstable in I all see. of her ways. So um, she, one thing is coming out of her mouth, but her actions are totally different. And so you have to be able to discern uh, those people because they have become bitter. And you never want to allow a relationship to cause you to become bitter because uh, it makes it difficult. It makes it difficult for the next person the Lord sends your way. You may not even be able to identify the next person. That's true. And that, that's, a, that's a very good point right there because um, you can become so bitter 
uh, that when the Lord sends you somebody, everybody's now suspect to you. <laughs> you, you know, you're looking at them at the corner of your eyes. You, you like, okay, all right, you good. You, you nice right now. You're saying all the right things right now, but when, when is it going to really hit the fan? I mean, when, when is it going to go down? Because I know, you know. It's coming. It's coming. I know it's coming. And, and so it's too many. It's a lot of particular women who have become so bitter that they've become paranoid. Um, you know, they shell shock that the next person that comes along is going to be just like the person uh, from the past. And so you, you bring up a very powerful point of recognizing, you know, will you be able to recognize, um, you know, Isaac from Ishmael? So you you <laughs> you gonna preach? <laughs> I'm gonna leave that alone because that felt kind of preachy right there. <laughs> we yeah. can take it. Mm -hmm. And so yeah, sometimes women will instead of being patient and waiting on the promise of God, instead of waiting on God to send them their Isaac, they will settle for Ishmael. You know, Ishmael is a man, you know, but Ishmael is not the man. He, he's not the one that God has in mind. He's not God's very, not God's best for your life. And so we, you know, we really have to be patient to allow God to do, you know, what he wants to do in our lives. I can't take it. I can't take this one. I don't, maybe that's why it took a year for you and I to get together. Because you, you done struck a nerve. Mm -hmm. It did take a year, didn't it? Sure enough, almost two. Yeah. But this is the time I needed to hear today, as I'm sure are a lot of other people need to hear this. And this is blessing me. You know, because it's important, I have learned from personal experience, to allow yourself, if you are single, it's important to allow yourself time to heal before you um, entertain even the thought of another relationship. And what happens, overseer, we both know a lot of times when people go their separate ways, they break up, whatever you want to call it, they rebound, you know, because I, I'm going to put this out there, fellas, y'all be having options. Y'all got two or three in the bush. We got some rams too. We all have options. It's just that Don't take this the wrong way, men. I, I believe in a lot of instances, the man is the weaker one when it comes to abstaining from going outside the relationship. And that's not always the case. But men tend to cheat before women. When a woman is in love, 
she will put up with a whole lot of stuff. But when we through, we, when we not are through, when we through, we through. And what men need to understand, just like y'all was out there cheating with Peggy, Sue, and Sharon, and had Tanisha and um, Rebecca and Sonia on the sideline waiting to be your side chick, too. We got Boo Boo and all his cousins and friends and team. We just didn't pick them up. We didn't play with the heads. We didn't put them on pause. We just didn't entertain them at all because we are so focused on what's in front of us. Am I wrong, sir? I would have to agree. Uh, I, I would have to totally agree with you. Um, it, it, you know, they, they have this saying that women grow up faster. You know, women mature faster. And um, it's unfortunate that in many, many cases, men, it takes them a while to really um, realize what's important. You know, it takes some time. It takes a man to some time to to, to prioritize, to, to really uh, determine what's really important in his life. Uh, you know, as just as the prodigal son did, um, the prodigal son left home and the Bible says that he joined himself uh, to somebody in that country. I mean, he just got there, you know, and he joins himself with somebody. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> um, I got to collect myself. I don't remember that part of the scripture, but I'm going to go back and read it. It's in what Luke I heard you say was when the prodigal son left home, where he had everything that he needed and went out there in the world on his own, the first thing he did was join up or connect with a woman in a foreign land? Well, he joined himself. It doesn't say a woman, but he joined himself with someone of that country. Country. And so in, in, in this wider meaning and context, uh, he connected with somebody he just met. And, and so because he connected with somebody, because of the path that he chose, um, he found himself rock bottom. He found himself uh, sleeping with the pigs. And it wasn't until the Bible says he came to himself that he realized how good he had it at home. And so sometimes you have to allow men to journey off into a far country. <laughs> sometimes you have to allow them to hit rock bottom for them to realize just how good they had it at home. You know, they're, they're not, they're not going to know. You can, you can scream, you can try to holler, kick and try to, Get them to understand, you know, that, look, you got a wife, you got a good person, you got a person who care for you, you got a person who don't cheat on you. But for some, it won't happen until they get rock bottom. It won't happen until they have absolutely nothing. <laughs> and then they come to themselves and say, oh, my God, man, I had it good back home. I had a good woman. I had a good man that that really took care of me. 
I didn't have to go for anything. I didn't, I didn't have to need for anything. Everything was there. And so um, it just so happened the father was there waiting on him when he got back. But the question is, will she? Oh, my God, I better leave that alone. I might preach that tomorrow. The question is, will she be there waiting on you? Or will she have somebody else? Because you must not know about <laughs> oh, because there are a few of you who are saying, you must not know about me. I have myself another. <laughs> uh, and so, you know. We got options. Yeah, she's got options also. So for that man or woman that has experienced all of the aforementioned that was not positive, How do they reinvent themselves after the ruptured relationship, sir? How, how do they do that? Well, that's an issue that is so relevant and prevalent. Um, and I mean, I see this all the time. And, and I tell people all the time, you, you, you now have to gather yourself and now you got to focus on yourself. Now is the time. In fact, there's an R&B song that's out now. I've lit, I've, I heard it in the car just the other day. I can't think of the name of it, but it talks about, hey, get yourself, get yourself together. Get, you know, uh, go back to school, get your degree, pick yourself up. You, you understand what I'm saying? So now is the time to join the gym. Now is the time to get your swag back, get your vision back. See, for some, some folk been 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 so supportive of their man's vision. They they only thing they've done was pushed him to the forefront. And so now it's time for you to get your vision back, get your goals back. Where is it? What 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 does God want to do in your life? Where is He taking you? And so. Uh, and when you do that, you become whole. It's not until you become whole that you are ready to now connect with somebody else. But see, oftentimes we, we're, we're jumping out of one relationship going right into another one. Because there's, the, you know, some women still believe that the best way to get over one man is to get under another one. And so that's the worst thing that you could ever do uh, is to jump out of one relationship into another one because now uh, you at, you're at your most vulnerable point. You now more vulnerable than you've ever been. And so Satan is just simply waiting to have a field day with you. And so I hope, I, I hope that answers your question. It did. <laughs> I'm satisfied with Jesus alone. <laughs> Overseer, Dr. Tony D. Peoples, thank you. Bless you. Bless you. It was through a virtual conversation <laughs> on the Bling Tea Talk Show that I got some confirmation. Oh, praise the Lord. I'm on the right path. I'm on the right path. Praise the Lord. Patience. 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 You know, Mama used to say, Mama, she would say, don't ask the Lord for patience. Be careful with that. 
Because he, he'll he take you through, won't he? He will try and test you like Joe, huh? Won't he do it? Yes, indeed. But I'm going to say this as we come to a close, sir, because you have shared with us some wonderful pointers that you um, outline in your book. And I want y'all to get the book. I got the book. I downloaded it. But I'm waiting on my hard copy because I like to fan the pages and take notes. People need to be careful that they know first whose they are, how that relationship with the higher power has to be intact first. You have to know who you are and what you want what you like and what you don't like, what you can tolerate, what you will not tolerate. Don't play with your list. When you, I tell my clients, make a list. What are the qualities in a mate that you prefer or desire? What are those top 10? Then we're gonna narrow it down to top five and top three. What are the deal breakers? What Will you simply not put up with, and if this is done, you know you got to walk. But the key here, and correct me if I'm wrong, we can make these personal individual lists all day long as we prepare ourselves for a mate. But once we meet um, potential mates, and we get to that point in getting to know them in a relationship, quote unquote. If you do not communicate these things to them, it's useless because nobody can read your mind. So you have to be able to talk, share, open up. Get the book. <laughs> I, so let me just let me just make sure in the month of February, because I see the post when you do it every Sunday in February, you are speaking about relationships from your pulpit. Yes, it's on it Sunday morning, Sunday morning worship. Yes. Every Sunday morning in the month of February. Are any of those services recorded for purchase? They are. How might. OK, we know how to get the book. But just in case, because, you know, you got folks leaving their churches the whole month of February to come to you. Just in case someone might be interested in tapping into those resources, how might they go about it? They can um, go to my website. Uh, that's tdpministries.com. Uh, uh, they can get information there. Of course, uh, they can call uh, 334 Four six two nine two nine four. They can call that number uh, again. It's three three four four six two nine two nine four. Of course, they can inbox me on Facebook. Uh, our church website uh, is lovecenterchurch.com. Uh, they can go there as well and and get information. So um, I have years of recordings. Uh, that That's why I said. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 
those recordings are available. Wonderful. Well, I have so enjoyed this conversation. And, you know, I also want you guys to know, um, Dr. Tony D. Peoples is an author. He is a pastor. But in case some of you are not aware, clergy, licensed ministers, pastors can provide counseling services, Christian counseling services, okay? And there um, are other clinicians who are not clergy necessarily, but they have Christian counseling um, credentials in terms of their education, their higher education and so forth, right? Their professional education, I should say. Masters of Divinity, Doctors of Divinity, okay? But usually they're clergy and he is a doctor, okay, of divinity. So, you know, we just wanna thank you, sir. From the bottom of my heart, I thank you. I'm humbled the more. And I love your personality. <laughs> When I make it back home, you know, California is my home, but Alabama is my home, too. I was there so long. Um, I call it home, too. And we're going to try to get there this summer. I'm going to try to come to your church. Well, we would love to have the one and only Carol Jones. My name is Chandra. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Either one of y'all, we will be glad. Glad to have you in the congregation. That's well, I'm a churchgoer and I'm a believer. I'm a bona fide believer. And, um, you know, you're special overseer. You blessed me today. I'm really blessed. And, you know, I'm very, um, uh, I'm a friendly person, but I'm, I'm a strong person. And sometimes I have a, a strong outer shell, but I'm a very sensitive person. And, you know, this whole subject matter is something that's um, very important to me. It's a part of my purpose and sharing uh, messages about relationships and not just intimate partner relationships, not just dating and marriage, but business relationships, um, platonic friendships even. So um, help, thank you for helping Car Jones Unlimited to share the good news and to equip the people with some more tools for their toolboxes on how to be successful in their various relationships. And I probably might be calling you back because I'm working on a little something. The Lord keeps sending y'all to me. And the more I talk to y'all, there's this remnant, this, this Latter-day folk, it's, it's something that is brewing. There's a revival that's brewing. And that's one of the things that the Lord told me I had to do was a revival. I said, but I'm not a clergy. He said, but you know enough of them. So I'm going to be calling on you as he gives it to me. And when I get the blueprint to be able to talk about it, I'm going to need your help with something. Amen. Well, you got it. Okay. Well, we want to thank everyone who um, has viewed, will view, will listen. Um, be sure to like, comment, share. Please follow um, Overseer Dr. Tony D. Peoples on social media. He's on Facebook. He's on Instagram as The Preaching Newt. He shared with you his various um, websites, okay, lovecenterchurch.com, and he shared with you his contact information. I will post it on all the posts 
for YouTube and the radio stations when I post this. Thank you kindly, sir. God bless you. Thank you so much for having me. It was my pleasure. Indeed. And happy Mother's Day to your beautiful wife. And your, is your daughter, your daughter's not a mother yet. Yeah, she is. Yeah, you got a grandbaby. Mm -hmm. Happy Mother's Day to both of them. Thank you. Thank okay. you so much. Get back to your studies now. All right. God bless you. Take care. Thank you, sir. You too. Love you. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye.